sacred mission is to create the perfect society. He didn't want to make things perfect. He just hated things the way they are. Welcome back to Comic Book Heroes Podcast. This is Ray Gabriel, and this is episode 18 of season one. I don't know, we've been doing the show for three years now. I don't know what season we're on, but I know we've only done 18 episodes. We've done some, some one-offs that were not comic book related, I think like Halloween specials. But today, as always, I'm going to be joined by my good buddy, the nerd man, Rob Man. We're going to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 which I finally just got around to seeing last week. I know this guy's a big fan of it, and we'll get into how we both feel about that later on. But first, I want to take a minute and talk about a new feature that we're going to incorporate into the show called Backup. So like I mentioned, we've been doing this show for three years. There's only 18 episodes, official episodes, which means only 18 movies. Now, the original idea for this show was that we were going to cover every comic book movie ever ever made. And that's talking TV movies, that's sequels, that's remakes, that's decades. And I don't see how that's going to happen, given it's been three years and we've done 18 episodes. But I thought of a way that we could cover some more movies by introducing what we call backup in the comic book nerd world. When I was a kid growing up, there would always be, not always, but often times, you'd have the main story, and then there would be a backup, which would be maybe three, four pages of some minor character. Um, so we're gonna take that and apply it to the show. So we'll have the show, which is the main show that we're talking about, the big movie, which will be, you know, something like Guardians or some kind of, you know, like The Flash or whatever. And then we'll do a backup, and maybe spend like 10, 15 minutes talking about a movie or maybe a TV episode of some nerd shit that this guy wants to get into that wouldn't be able to sustain an entire episode. So we can cover some more ground. You know, for instance, this episode, we're going to do Guardians, but the backup is going to be the Super Mario Brothers movie, which I have some things to say about, but Rob doesn't have a whole lot of things to say about. Tangentially related to the comic book world, not really, but something that I, I got some words I could say about it and I will so that's the idea moving forward we'll have the the A topic and then the B topic and I think that should be fun um so why don't we just go ahead and, and get into it with today's episode and please welcome the the nerd man Rob man nerd a nerd it's a it is a nerd oh nerdy my favorite nerd what's going on Nothing. Well, I mean, hey, hold on. First of all, I want you to I want you to listen to something. Okay. okay. Are you ready? Okay. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now listen. What do you hear? Silence. Silence. Nothing. <laughs> I'm you all alone. Keep, you gotta cherish those moments, man. They'll become oh, fewer and fewer. You better believe I'm queuing up the old time rock and roll. For later on tonight <laughs> got the place to myself until tomorrow very excited nice you know what i mean i spend most of the time when i'm alone just kind of missing them <laughs> and, and uh talking about my my partner and our kids so i bad thing 
and I rarely get much time to to be alone which is something that has always been very valuable to me so I got a day I got 24 hours right now maybe a little bit more than that right now to to do whatever I want so we're going to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 yeah I'm never alone so when I, I don't know what to do I maybe might watch like a, some hot stuff from a, a movie I like, but past that, I, don't, I I end up like you know cleaning the house because I don't feel like I don't deserve to have like this time alone. Something silly. Oh like boy. That. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I I really I bust ass pretty much as soon as the doors shut, and I do as much cleaning as possible so I can completely relax, and I spend most of the time just trying to figure out what I'm going to do. What game am I going to play? What movie am I going to watch? What am I going to have for dinner? What's going to be my special dinner weird thing that I don't always, you know, get to have or whatever. So it's a lot of just when you're spending time cycling through and browsing what to watch on Netflix before actually watching a movie. It's just like that. Is it going to be Popeyes? Are you going to eat Popeyes? I just have Popeyes the other day. Oh, okay. Well, I understand that. So I already did the intro. So this is it. This is the show. We're in the show right now. Okay, I'm ready. Yeah. I've I've seen this movie a lot because in, in anticipation of doing this podcast, I've I've watched it a few times. Um, okay. So, yeah, I mean it. I like it. Well, so. before we talk about Guardians, before we, before we get okay. to that, so I, I want to say that I, I lifted the intro kind of from a lot of other podcasts where they sort of talk about what the show is going to be, then they just jump into talking, so it's okay. a little more casual. So I just I just I stole that. So that's what we're doing. Okay. Um, Give me something to look forward I, to. I, I talked about the Guardians thing and how that's going to be the, the main topic for today. But now we're going to start doing backups so we can cover some more ground of other comic book stuff. Mm, you know, I love other comic so, book stuff. Well, moving forward, well, this episode, is, it's a Chris Pratt twofer. So we've got the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the Super Mario Brothers movie, which I know isn't a comic book movie, but I got to talk about it. I know you do. That is like your Spider-Man. It is your favorite thing ever i think isn't it uh, well you know when i saw the trailer for that i i had a real genuine concern i was i was wondering I was like shit am i just gonna watch this movie all the time am i just never gonna watch anything else yeah fortunately yeah did not did not yeah. shake that don't up. yeah don't go too deep into it yeah we'll, we'll stay for a little bit for that for later yeah um as always nerd i it's been a little while since our last episode and i not that long. have not that long no we're not given our track record um <laughs> i was saying like we've got what 20 20 episodes or something all together counting the the one-offs in, in three three years and we're still calling it the first season yeah people do, yeah. do less people stop at like five and just give up we're not giving up we're never giving i up. think back in yeah i was trying to wonder how long a uh the season typically is now and i remember back in the in the 80s and 90s like a sitcom like a season was like 55 episodes or something no that's in the 50s man sitcom seasons back in the 80s were 22 to 24 just like they are today actually today they're like 10 uh, to 13 um i just get confused because now I mean, you get these like netflix shows and they're only eight episodes and i don't know yeah it, it's there's a big difference between now and then because they they weren't worried as much about quality. You'd get clip shows and things like that. And it's just like, oh. That's this, true. That's true. I, I hate clip shows with all my heart. 
Oh, clip shows. That's that's a great filler. Yeah, that's that's like a yeah. I, I remember. Um, yeah, I actually was just looking at uh, uh, the Twilight Zone seasons. I'm like Jesus Christ, man! There's so many episodes per season of that. Yeah, but I wonder how long the seasons span. Was it like over one year, you know, regular season, or was it like over the course of? Were they like yeah. series? You know, series one is fifty-five episodes. I have always been. Frick it is. Totally confused. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Yeah. Okay. So something nerdy. Tell me something nerdy. A a big nerd thing that's happened to you since the last show. Um, There's been a lot of stuff, but um, as just something I wanted to get, I got the Blue Beetle popcorn bucket, which is in the shape of Ted Kord's bug. And it is quite possibly the greatest thing I've ever seen. It's mini mates. Does it light up? (laughs) <laughs> no, no, it's it's basically uh, I I put some pictures on Instagram and Facebook. Um, it is ba- pretty much the size um, if of a mini mate needed to uh, fly the bug, and it is I love it. I said the only bad part is it says Blue Beetle on the top, but you know, hopefully with that. Yeah. What about you? That's, I mean, that's that, that's pretty nerdy. Uh, that's well, pretty you got nerdy. me. <laughs> I didn't even have you seen um, the movie yet, and I went and got the popcorn bucket. I think I saw like they had a popcorn bucket for the Flash that lit up or something like that. Uh, all right. My local theater doesn't have like cool stuff like that, so I'm lucky to actually even see any movies. Yeah, uh, nerdy stuff for me. A couple things. Number one is that we are deep into well, deep, <laughs> deep into the Halloween season. Um, Dude, it's it's September started decorating. 3rd. Yeah, man. Hey, listen, during pandemic, a lot of shit changed. I was decorating like in early August back then because I didn't know if it was going to be the last Halloween ever. That's true. That's true. That's very So as I'm getting older, sure. But, you know, time's going by faster, so I'm trying to make it last as long as I can. Plus, you've got a little one that, you know, can get to experience every Halloween to the max. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, she will definitely experience it. Wait till you see our Halloween costumes I got planned. Dude, oh, my God. Yeah, I've, I've got yeah. one for I've got a, a Halloween costume for her too. So hopefully it, it will still fit. Oh, okay, excellent. Uh, so yeah, I mean that. I mean I started decorating the house. Not too crazy. Just interior stuff. I'll save the outdoor stuff for October first. Like a civil, considerate sane, neighbor, sane sure. person. Well, you yeah, like any one of those people who starts decorating for Christmas on November first. Uh, yeah, totally. Man, I bypass Thanksgiving altogether. I don't give a shit about Thanksgiving, dude. There's like, no, uh, there's already Christmas stuff in t- in the local Target at my by my place. I, you know what? I saw I saw Christmas stuff at Costco, and I was really pissed off. Yeah, it's, that's that's because, too soon. No. It's just come on. Yeah. So I got that, but the big the big nerd thing is getting my my website up and running finally. Um, oh yes, do tell. Yeah. Tales from the Dork Side is up Ooh. at thedorkside.net. It is essentially just this sort of umbrella for all the different websites and blogs and podcasts that have been just stranded in their own little galaxies over the years. And I put them all in one place and I've been cherry picking and refining some posts. So there's podcasts and there's blogs about Nintendo and horror movies and comics and Godfather's Pizza. Um, 
So it's, it's, just, it's all consolidating things, you know? So we've got the Comic Book Heroes podcast is on there. I've got the, the Chelsea Dorkside podcast is on there, which we're going to talk about another movie coming up pretty soon on, on that website, on that podcast. Um, but, okay, related to Halloween, I introduced uh, Friday Night Frights. So right now, all the way through until Halloween is come and gone every Friday, there is guaranteed to be some post that you can either read or watch or listen to something Halloween related every Friday night Ooh. on the dork side of What so was the most recent one? Oh, uh, the other day, the day for yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Uh, that was a blog. That was a blog about house Two, the second story. You ever see that? Yeah. You, we, I think we watched it together. Oh, I love it. You, you were like it. really wanted me to see it too. And I enjoyed it immensely. It's been a lot. It's I think got a uh, William cat. Yeah. And um, no, William Katz in the first one. He's, oh, he's in, he's in yeah. House One. Oh, go ahead. But House Maybe. Two has a what's her name? She she was married to John Ritter. That you love her, Amy Asbeck. Yeah, she was on Wings. Oh yeah, I, she's awesome. Yeah, so she's in House Two. Total babe. Naturally, like eternal babe forever. Yeah, she looks exactly the same now as she did 20, 30 years ago. Exactly the same. Yeah. So House House Two is Friday. I think I might have a theme running and have every Friday night be a horror part two that I'm going to talk about. Because mm. well, you and I had that idea for uh, for another show called Just uh, just the Movies Part 2 where we were only going to talk about sequels. Remember that? I still want to do that. You know, uh, you know what, what, what the, the, the main reason we wanted to do that was Temple of Doom, wasn't it? And Back to the Future 2, yeah. I'm back and, and, and Empire. And, and Robocop Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot. There's so many to go through, and we, you know, nobody'd steal it. It's patent pending. Patent pending. Copyright. So many hot cartoons. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That aren't comic so, book related because we'll keep that for the, the comic book stuff. But I, I absolutely still want to do that. We we should do that. Um, I found myself in a comic book store in Alameda the other day because I was looking for that Mark Wade, Brian Hitch, Lex Luthor, um, book that you said that you might be able to get a copy of right? yeah it's coming tuesday i think okay so before you said that i was looking i was still looking for it and they didn't have it but it was a great store and i found this cool like hollow foil variant of world's finest 18 wait the newest one the, the it's got the it's, way it's it's where they reboot um when super, the way superman and batman met oh right 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 they, they came out like a like last month right yeah it looks yeah. great the covers it's awesome. a good book it's a good book. I'm in this comic book store and I'm with a friend who doesn't know anything about comics, doesn't really give a shit about comic books. And, and I grab this, this book and I go to pay for it. He's like, what's up with that one? Why do you want that one? I was like, well, you know, they're rebooting. They're, they're altering the, the circumstances of how Superman and Batman met for the first time. And in the driest, greatest possible way, he's like, I wish I could do that with my ex. <laughs> <laughs> Just a, such an old man joke. Just just wait for an alternate universe, you know, convergence. You'll have that possibility. Yeah. Um, so that's it. I mean, there's so much nerdy shit going on right now. Um, yeah, the, the website's the big one. Finally getting that built. And Halloween's coming. And there's a new Mario game coming. And shit, man, there's just, it's, a, it's an embarrassment of nerd stuff for me over here. Oh my god! Uh, there's so much Spider-Man stuff. I, I I don't even know where to start. But that's for maybe a, a comic book podcast. 
Speaking of which, this is a comic book podcast, and we are here today, dearly beloved, to discuss Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, written and directed by James Gunn. We've got Bradley Cooper, Dave Bautista, Karen Gillan, Vin Diesel is Groot. We've got some newcomers. Oh, Chris Pratt. Is Chris Pratt? Yeah. yeah a um, while ago. Who plays Who plays Mantis? She's great. Palm Clementine, if I pronounce her awesome. name right. She is awesome. Apparently, um, she's, she's going to be one of the people that goes to DC when uh, James Gunn gets his shit going. That's going to be so interesting to see how many people jump ship and, and want to get in on the on the Gunniverse. Yeah. Well, all those all, all the Guardians people... I, I, like Nathan Fillion's already there. Michael Rooker will probably be recast as somebody. Um, I'm sure Dave Bautista, at least at one point, had a big old hard on to be Bane, which I'm totally fine mm. with if that should come to be. But he said he's he's probably a little too old for it now. Um, if if he doesn't do Bane, who do you see him as? That's a tough see? one because he wants to do like yeah. actual acting as opposed to the goofiness stuff and the, the the strong silent type he wants to actually do stuff so it could be yeah. something as like weird as lex luthor i doubt that'll be the case but it could be something along those lines where he's like you know not just a muscle guy where he's got a you know a moat to do stuff i really have no idea so they was my here's a little was this, that's the one for me oh here's a little easter egg for a future episode but was okay Correct me if I'm wrong, but Michael Rooker in Mallrats, was he specifically designed to be a Lex Luthor type? Probably. I don't recall. I should have brought my uh, script in, but um, mm-hmm. he's fantastic. They're still, I think, are they okay. still doing Mallrats too? No. No, it's dead. Oh, well, that sucks. Did you try watching Clerks 3? Jesus. No, I haven't. I have it. I, I you know just... what? You know what? One Try. Day. I want to see how far you get. Give it a shot. Okay. But I know what happens. I know how it ends. And I just like, do I really want to sit through two hours just to get to that ending? I don't know. Time is precious, man. Life is short. Yeah. And I know that's the moral of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ironic. Okay. So uh, the plot of Guardians of Guardians Galaxy Volume 3. I want to say that, you know, we're not going to get into the whole shit that James Gunn went through getting fired, getting rehired, how long it took. He did a whole movie in between getting fired and rehired for DC. He did Suicide Squad, which I have a great fondness for. But Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 was in limbo for a long time. A lot of the actors just banded together in solidarity with James Gunn. They didn't they, want to do it without all him. Did. Yeah, they all did. They all did. Uh, Marvel finally brought him back. He does Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Um... What, what what would you say is the, is the basic plot of this movie? I couldn't tell you. So Rocket Raccoon, or Rocket was created by the High Evolutionary, a, a madman who wants to recreate the universe in his image and improve it. And he wants what's in Rocket's head. So he starts sending people after Rocket. Rocket gets hurt. And the Guardians go try to figure out a way to save Rocket and stop the High Evolutionary at the same time. That's about it. It's not that, I mean, it's not super complex, but Rocket gets hurt. They try to save him. There you go. Two and a half hours to tell that story. Yeah, there's a lot in there. And he's, you know, to be fair, he's earned his two and a half hours. But there's there's some stuff in there that's a little, a little much. 
you didn't really need it, but overall, I enjoyed the movie. So I know you have a differing opinion of it. Yeah, I guess it's probably pretty clear already. Um, and I just want to say it right now, I like the first two. I thought Guardians, when it came out, it was very refreshing. It was very uh, new and cool. And who doesn't love a misfit group of team members coming together, a ragtag crew? I love that. True, right? Right. Um, Galaxy 2. So before this, went back and watched a recap of the first one and rewatched two. I watched the 4K that you gave me. Thank you, nerd. You're welcome. Um, looked hot as hell. Two is probably my favorite of the three. Really? Two is my and... least favorite of the three. Oh, I love it. I love it. I think it looks great. Oh, I think it's awesome. I, do, I like it a lot, but I, I think it's just, it's really empty. Yeah, I think there's just, oh. it's, I think it gets really self-indulgent in there with like uh, the Hasselhoff and the um, and the Pac-Man and stuff like that. I just think it's like it get, it goes a little too far. I think that's what I like about about it, and that's what I don't like about the third one. Is for me, for something, it's only within the space of three movies a trilogy. I feel like three had so much required reading. You know, the first well, one you could just watch, right? But the second one, you just had to watch the first one. You just exactly by the time you get to three, there's all kinds of other shit that's happened in the MCU that you got to be brought up to speed on to to know what's going on with any with with uh, Zoe Saldana's character with uh, you know where they're all at as a team. I mean, it's just what was once fresh just felt. I felt like I was watching the 50th episode of a season 13 television series. I, I get that, but I think this was supposed to be more of their, you know, their final victory lap. They were like pushing that someone's going to die. And this was their last adventure as this group. And so I think, and, and, and to be fair, there's a very heavy uh, mood over this whole thing where like, Rocket's going to die. Drax is going to die. Peter's going to die. Um, I, I, they all were in some sort of like mortal danger at, with the exception of like Gamora. I think that like, mm-hmm. it was fair to say that they like most of them had some sort of near death experience, especially Rocket. Um, but in the end, spoiler alert, nobody dies, which is delightful. Yeah. Well, um, I, you know, okay. Before, I don't want to just completely shit on the whole movie because there are things that I liked about it. Obviously, it's a James Gunn movie. There's going to be some great dialogue, some great needle drops and and fun moments. I really, I think all the Rocket flashback stuff was incredibly effective and, and oddly oh, yeah. emotional given that we're watching CG raccoon. A bunch of CG animals being tortured is always, I mean, if you have a soul, it's going to be Oh, tough. I was, I was a mess. I I was like, I can't believe what the hell is going. I don't like this movie right now. I was very. I mean, yeah, it was completely effective. I was very. I mean, I was upset. I'm like, you know, Rock is going to save these guys, and at the end, he's going to like join up with them, and that's going to be his 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 reward. Nope, they're dead. They're all dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, way way to like really just stick it in and break it off by making all those scenes with them so sweet. Yeah. And they're, them all caring about each other so much. It's, I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that stuff I thought was great. Hard, there's, but yeah, well there's, I mean, for a part two, two shit on about this movie is Adam Warlock. 
completely pointless. Okay, so that's amazing that you said that because he is my second favorite thing about the movie. He is uh, okay. Go ahead. I, 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 go for it. This is what I love about this is what I love about it because people have been talking about Adam Warlock ever since Thanos has was introduced. People were like, Adam Warlock is kind of like going to be around at some point. He's going to show up, and what's it going to be like? And he was built up. And when he when he shows up, he's just this kind of dipshit that's super all powerful, like just doofus. And I thought all of his scenes, that was a great way to just completely undermine it. I loved it. I thought his performance was uh, hilarious. But I, I wanted him, I didn't have a problem with him being kind of like childish at, from the start. And he he really didn't learn anything or learn too much by the end. I mean, yeah, he, he ends up being the good guy and all that. But he has he's a deus ex machina he's just he's just there basically to hurt rocket and then save everybody at the end and that's it he is i mean i i, I like i'm not a huge warlock fan but nothing like the character i mean it's it's completely removed from everything before and not like in a way like the rest of the guardians are because most of those guardians are not like the comic they, they've actually moved the characters in the comic to be more like the movie characters but mm. Warlock is super serious, and I don't know how that's going to work going forward, especially since there's no Thanos. Um, right. It's it's just it's kind of a slap in the face of the fans. Again, I have I, I don't have any particular horse in that race. You know, I I liked mm. him just fine. He, but I I can imagine that some people be really pissed that that's that's the, what they get for their live action Warlock. Which kind of leads me to another point about it taking so long to actually come together, given Gunn being dropped and then brought back into the fold and his script. I felt like it was it was overbaked, but then still felt undercooked at the same time. I think I I don't know if he, I, I like it. Warlock felt like he was tacked on. Um, a mm. lot, a, a good chunk of the middle of the movie, which is actually kind of my favorite part of the movie, where they're on that uh, in the 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 flesh base thing with Nathan Fillion and all of them. I really like that stuff. I thought it was really fun, um, mm-hmm. but I also thought that you could just cut that entire part out, make that just like it. It didn't need you to know, be there, other than it was just a lot of fun to have like Nathan Fillion and his wife, uh, Jennifer Holland, and um, some other people to show up in there. See that? Yeah, that's that's what you're talking about with two. That that feels indulgent. That feels like it's got its head up its ass a little bit. Yeah, but it, it's super fun. I mean, two is super, two is really fun, but it doesn't, to me, it has less of a heart. Three has a big heart, but there's like big chunks of the movie. You're like, eh. a lot of the stuff on Counter-Earth, um, you really didn't need, you didn't need to have like, you know, the, the people turn on the Guardians and then the Guardians end up hanging out. There's a lot of comedy in there, and that's great. And it's like, you know, Drax in the couch. Really funny. Um, but uh, again, a lot of it is just... Uh, it, 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 was, it was frustrating, but as a whole, I had a really good experience with it. Um, the, and High Evolutionary, I felt was a really good bad guy. So mm. I, I'm not... I thought he was potentially threatening and... Um, I like that actor. He was in Peacemaker with James Gunn, and yeah, I, I I dug that part of it. 
I thought he was really effective as a bad guy and really terrifying <clears throat> parts. You know who I would have loved to have seen play that part? Who? John Lovitz. To play the high evolutionary? Because this movie made me think of Mom and Dad Saved the World. I don't know how many times. I haven't seen it. But I couldn't tell you. You've never, you've never seen Mom and Dad Save the World? I've never seen Mom and Dad Save the World. Well, it's time to, to get your research going, buddy, because that's going to be a podcast at some point. <laughs> I think I have it. It just felt, you know, I got to say, what, like, you know, that, that planet where they met Nathan Fillion, that was all organic. And then the, 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 um, with the kind of earth looking planet that had like different creatures living there. Yeah. Yeah. That all just, it didn't, it felt so oddly, the look of it felt really cheap to me. Huh. And I don't know if that was intentional. I don't, well, so I want to talk about that for a second. That that was one of the things that stood out to me about, about volume two versus volume three, that volume two looked really really good the colors some i remember some some research or, or some uh movie critic described volume two's sort of aesthetically looking a lot like a 70s pinball machine and I'll... like like that you know and and i i fully agree with that i think the galactic stuff looks great this one just felt so flat i didn't like the costumes of the guardians i didn't like the design i don't know if they have a different cinematographer or what but it just looked really really cheap to me see i the the stuff that was on the um the nathan Fillion planet for lack of a better term um i thought all that stuff looked really good i liked i liked the eye you know the, the colors really popped for me and i thought it was it looked good. Now, Marvel has had quite a problem with green screens in the last half dozen projects that they've done, where it's like really obvious. Um, and then they get to Counter Earth, which is that's a real Adam Warlock thing and a high evolutionary thing. Um, it's more, you know, uh, Atomic Knights type of thing, where they're, they're you know, the animal, the animen are. Um, riding like mechanical horses and flying around and stuff. So they, they really, it gotten really kind of deviated from that. Um, I thought it looked good though. Um, there were parts of it, of course, that, you know, look green screen, but I thought when they were actually in the neighborhood and everything and talking to all the, the animen, um, I thought that all looked really, really good. Are they using the same volume thing that they use in Mandalorian? I don't think they are. Thor did. I know that. And I know Ant-Man did. And both of those is really telling. Um, mm. I don't like that look, um, especially when, you know, after the fact where you hear that, like, the first five minutes of uh, Thor Love and Thunder were filmed in, like, a Best Buy parking lot. It's just like, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so once you go, you know, your your field of vision goes beyond, like, six feet past the the, the character you're supposed to be looking at. It's like, it's it's like a really bad matte painting at points. Sometimes it looks really hot, but sometimes and it's not even like that cool Empire Strikes Back style matte painting. It's just like right. plopped in behind it. But I don't think Gunn, while well, he, he uses a lot of green screens, he uses a lot of practical effects too. So I, I again, I didn't have the same problem. I think it looked better than the last several Marvel projects. I mean, the the one that the hottest probably looking one which is sad is Eternals because that's all practical really? for the most. Yeah. And it, it looks really good, but it's, it's a bit of a snooze. So. 
Oh boy, we're not gonna have to watch that one. I hope. Yeah, <laughs> I have a lot to say oh, about God. that movie. It's it, there's I have a lot. There's a lot to like in it. There's a lot to. It, but the problem is, it's just not interesting. They took a shitty property and made it shittier, and mm. still somehow made it a kind of vaguely watchable movie with mm. upwards of twelve to 14, fifteen main characters. And That's it's too it's. Much. It's it's a lot of movie and but we'll talk about it one day. And there's a there's a lot of characters to like, but it's none of the ones that they focus on. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like All right. oh yeah. yeah. It's frustrating. Well, okay. Yeah. I mean it seems like that's sort of been a lot. What 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 was the end of um Infinity war what was the oh so it was avengers infinity war and then avengers endgame so endgame. so that was the end of phase two that was the end of phase three it was endgame that was into phase three so everything since then with multiverse of madness and all that stuff that's all been phase four um i think they consider far from home part of fate the last last part of phase three but yeah everything after everything that started with black widow up to now it's up mm. to i think right before i think guardians is the start of phase five um but everything in that phase four there's not a lot in there that's like super fresh or anything it's just they're struggling a a lot with it and it's just like it's so there's a lot of great moments but you don't have your iron man's or your captain america's there it's there's a lot of it that's just you know some of it's oversaturated and some that's like they needed a really big win and i think guardians 3 gave it to them but there's there's a you know with a lot of the, the Marvel TV shows and a, a few of the, the Marvel movies have just like, they're fu- Everything's fine. I've liked everything that's come out, but it's just like this, this just, it's not great. It's good, yeah. but you need it to be Phase great. Four, yeah. It just, I, where do you go from Endgame? Like you said, there's no Iron Man anymore. Captain America's out. And it just seems like the party's over, man. Lights are, Lights are on. Why are people still hanging around? Well, they do still. I mean, Spider Man, um, uh, No Way Home, as you know, is one of my favorite things I've ever seen in my lifetime. And that's part of phase four. And there's a lot of, like, Loki season one, excellent. Um, And all the shows are good, but, you know, a couple of them, they don't need to be. They're all six episodes with the exception of a couple. But a couple of them shit the bed, like Secret Invasion, shit the bed hard at the end. It was really good. And it was like, oh, this is stupid. Um, She-Hulk did kind of the same thing. It was like really good up until like the last episode. And it was like, oh, you just, that, that's just silly. Um, you, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I did too. I, I really liked it. But it's like the, 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 the Kevin robot and all that. It's like, okay, you're being a little too self-aware now. I mean, She-Hulk was the one that did it first, but I, I don't think we've established her as being cool enough to do that across the board. I, I like that. I mean, she, she was talking to the camera, but to be able to go in and basically talk to Kevin Feige is, might've been a little bit too far. Yeah. But there's, I mean, Shang-Chi, that's really entertaining. Black Panther mm-hmm. 2, entertaining, totally bummed me out, but super entertaining then you got thor and ant-man which are just like okay it's just to kind of get us to the next step well that's kind of what i wanted to say about um what is it no way home 
That's the you one see? with Toby and, and Garfield, yeah. right? Yeah. So, like, I feel like that was the only, that was the, to me, it seems like the only possible way that they could have topped Endgame is by now you're going to introduce all the different characters from the different movies over the years. And that gave people such a high, that movie, that all these other movies have been chasing that high. And they they just don't have either the history or the actors, like that scene in um, Multiverse of Madness with Patrick Stewart. Oh, I trying... love that scene. I love that. Scene. Yeah, right. But they're, they're trying to replicate that feeling of of Toby and and Andrew Garfield and and Tom Holland all working together in the same scene. And that I just don't think you can you can replicate that. It was such an such a adrenal such an incredible rush seeing that. Yeah. I mean, and once you have it once, everything after it is going to be stepped down. The only way that they can like make this multiverse thing really work is to bring back all the original people, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Scott Johansson, bring those guys back, or at least Downey, uh, for Secret Wars or Kang Dynasty or whatever. They, that's the only way that they're going to get over this hump or go totally apeshit and have like Tom Cruise's... Uh, as Iron Man or, or, or have Nick Cage's Ghost Rider or any of those, you know, I mean, Deadpool is supposed to go like, oh, totally ape shit um, with all this stuff mm-hmm. where it's going to, it's, it, they've already confirmed Ben Affleck and Jennifer Gardner's Daredevil and Elektra. Um, and they'll, so, so that's confirmed. Uh, yeah. Huh. But they're like saying that, uh, um, you know, probably have like all the old X-Men in it for the one last romp and, you know, They'll have like just people popping in and out until Deadpool gets to where he needs to go. So, given the saturation of the movies in Phase Four and the TV shows and everything, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three did feel like it was the last of that heyday, that golden age, that real prime time when we're yeah. seeing, oh my god, the Avengers and the Guardians are going to be in the same movie, and then now we get to see a Guardians movie. So, I just feel it felt. After all that time, I didn't feel a whole lot of buildup to it, a whole lot of anticipation. And then when it came and went, it almost just felt obligatory. It felt like James Gunn wrote something that he probably had some feelings toward, you know, some real heartfelt emotions from the script. But it didn't, it felt like he was like, especially when you look at what's going on with him moving on to DC, it was just like, okay, I'm at, I got one foot out the door. Here's your, here's your part three. Yeah, but I think he had most of three done before he was over at uh, DC. Um, but I get what you're saying. Um, I think he really wanted to do that Rocket movie. And mm. everything else was just kind of, uh, you know, he had to do every, give everybody their, their moments and all that. But really, the only character that was really served by this movie was Rocket. Like Groot didn't really, obviously didn't say anything. Um, Mantis and Drax had a little bit. Nebula had almost nothing. Gamora had nothing. She was just there to kind of resolve that plot line. And totally. Star Lord had, you know, the stuff where he ends up back at Earth. Yay! You know, and then you have your new Guardians, most of which I don't give a shit about. I mean, I know who all those characters are. I like Cosmo. I like, you know, Kraglin's a mostly made up character for the movies. But we're never going to see that in the theaters. We're, I mean, that's not going to happen. There's not going to be a Guardians volume four with, you know, that team. 
we'll probably see Warlock somewhere in the future or some of those characters, but past that, the Guardians are done until they do a revamp of it, which has, you know, over the, you know, the 40 years that they've been around, there have been many versions of the team. I'd be down for that, for a, a really, you know, a really cool version. But like the the like a lot of the characters we saw in Volume Two, the you know the Sylvester Stallone, uh, Starhawk character, um, uh, Ving Rhames, Charlie Twenty Four, Michelle Yeoh, um, where she was Alita. Um, a lot of those characters are like all from the future Guardians team. I mean, I think that would be kind of cool if we saw some variation of that. So, moving forward, what do you think? Do they? Do they do another? Do they do another volume? Do they leave it alone? No. Do they reboot it completely fresh? What do you think? What happens next? I, um, I think they're going. So once Fantastic Four comes out, I think they'll have plenty of stuff to. They have. There's plenty of cosmic characters. So once you get in like the Silver Surfer and Galactus and all those guys, you don't never. You don't need to visit those Guardians again. Um, mm. You can and you could do movies like Annihilation where it's a big cosmic adventure and then that rebuilds the guardians team after that. And you get pretty much all new characters out of it. That's how, and the, in the comics, that's how you get this version of Drax, you get star Lord back, but you can have Nova in there instead. Silver surfer, beta Ray bill. A um, lot of really, really great characters. Cosmic ghost rider would be interesting, although it's a very silly concept, um, but there's plenty of characters they can use to make a new guardians. Um, or they could just go straight to if they do an annihilation, they could do the annihilators, which is Quasar and um, a lot of those care a lot of the space characters that I like that aren't guardians. You know what I think is going to happen is that it's just so spread out and all over the place right now. It's not going to be too long, especially once they do the Fantastic Four team, because that's that's Marvel's first family right there. I would guess that. The Fantastic Four movie, maybe not in the first one, but in the second one or in some kind of event, they lock everything into like one Marvel universe, and Marvel completely reboots everyone. That that is a rumor that um, after Secret Wars they're going to do a soft reboot. Which get a new I, Captain, you get a new Iron Man. You don't have to do the origins again, but you've got these new actors, whoever it is, younger versions. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could have Secret Wars and and then just kind of reboot with the you know have some of the same actors because you're probably you know some some actors like Benedict Cumberbatch said so he's gonna he wants to play Doctor Strange till he's old and gray, um, and you, so you got a lot of those a lot of those people who are like they're down for it they're you know Chris Hemsworth will probably keep doing it for a while and, I mean they're already talking about Thor five, um, so you you could have like all these characters, but you could still like kind of have a multiverse type of you know. A different Captain America, different Iron Man. Um, I really did. You see Black Panther two? No. They that movie has Lake Bell in it, which I, I know you know who she is. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you mean Jugs McKenzie? <laughs> <laughs> yes, she does. The, so in and what if she does the voice of Black Widow? In 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 what if she ends up on a different Earth? as black widow mm. so she has like her reward is to go to rejoin uh, go, go to a, a different earth and she basically takes over that universe as black widow she's in black panther too and she is kind of cool but nothing ever really comes she's in it for like five minutes and then she's dead or or missing or something so i was like 
oh my gosh, she's in it. And then it was kind of a letdown. So I was kind of hoping that she was going to be the new Black Widow, but that was a big old tease. I'm telling you, man, I think this Kevin Feige guy, what he's doing is he's filling all these nerd fantasies about the last 25 or so plus years of Marvel movies, Disney related or not. And just while these actors are still around, just giving us all these nerd team ups that we never thought we'd see. And then, it's, you know, you got to start fresh after that because these guys aren't going to be around forever. And you don't want to just start making movies about C-listers. You got to move on. You got to, you got to, you got to get those, those big ones but, back. Yeah. But the whole point of Marvel is that it doesn't really reboot. It just keeps going and keeps evolving. And that's what DC does. DC like goes 15 years or 20 years, reboots, goes 15, 20 yeah. years, reboots. That's incredibly yeah. frustrating as a fan to me. And, and, and I am a, that's one of the reboots, the crisis in, in on infinite earth in 85 is what got me to be a DC fan. But Marvel doesn't do that. It takes, you know, it, that's how you get like multiple Spider-Man. That's how you get like multiple Iron Mans. I mean, we're getting another Iron Man movie technically. It's just with Don Cheadle. Um, I mean, there was that whole ultimate line that was pretty much this. We're doing back everything too. over. Yeah. I I just I, yeah yeah I feel like the movies are going the way of. The, the comic book cycle that what you just said is going to be like that. You know, I mean, I, how many, how many Batmans have we had in the last 15 years for God's sake? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's always like um, some Bruce Wayne, you know, but they also have the, um, the um, Lucius Fox's son. Um, and you've got uh, like the Damien version. You've got a bunch of them up there. Yeah, well, with Guardians Volume Three, okay, let's do this. Worst scene of the movie for you? I can't think. Of, I can't think of a worst scene. What's the worst scene? I don't know. Probably. Um, uh, maybe, maybe for me, it was like anything with the animals being tortured was tough. Didn't like that. I didn't like it, but I don't consider it to be the worst scenes. I think it pretty much some of the, some of the, the goofy Adam Warlock stuff was um, was not really great to me. Uh, I wanted. I, I had expectations, and I'm all for having my expectations subverted and all that. But um, I really expected more out of Adam Warlock. That's all. Yeah. It's just yeah, some of it's just very silly. Uh, favorite scene. I'm gonna say probably that. I mean, this is an obvious one, but the the one take hallway. Oh yeah. Fight. I mean, if I was going to watch anything just for hot stuff, that is the hottest part of the movie. There's not a lot of fighting in this movie. Um, maybe the scene where um, Groot and Peter um, dive out the window and stuff. And, and I thought that was, a, you know, they have the fight scene on the bridge and then they jump off. And I, I thought that was a really cool scene. Yeah. But that's yeah, what, yeah so, that's what I'm saying. It, for given the, the, the pedigree of the first two and of James Gunn, of his other movies, two and a half hours. There's not a whole lot that happens. There's not a whole lot of jokes. There's not a whole lot of fighting. It doesn't need to be that long. I thought there were a lot of jokes. I just didn't know if they were all they all landed. Um, mm. But again, it's not that type of movie. You know, you, like two is we got a lot of jokes. One is pretty straightforward and just kind of is more of a lighter action movie. Mm. But um, three has a lot of jokes, but it, it's they're not really well placed necessarily. 
there's just it's just i don't it's not it's just it's this the movie has just so much death hovering over it even though no again nobody dies not even high evolutionary dies he just kind of goes away um so yeah it's 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 just it's 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 a dark movie it's darker than the other uh, other two and i mean if you've seen any of like james gunn's other stuff that's not superhero stuff it's all dark it's all like got some real darkness to it actually well, watched so super a, a, a month or two ago and that shit is crazy dark is that worth is that worth a watch i haven't seen it um yeah it's it's pretty entertaining but it is dark Hmm. Hmm. Um, that's kind of how I felt about and maybe that's why I was a little bit let down by this one is because I really really enjoyed his Suicide Squad movie I thought that was thoroughly entertaining and yeah. a movie that stuck with me and I've thought about and made me laugh hysterically and there were still some jokes that I think about I've only seen it once but I'm like I would totally watch that right now don't have that same feeling with this one I don't have like I can't wait to watch it again feeling yeah, but I—I I mean, to be honest, outside of Spider-Man, I have not felt that way around any of its Phase Four Marvel movies. And I, you know, me and, uh-huh. and Marvel and all that, I have seen like all the other stuff like countless times. And then most of these, it's like I'll watch a hot scene. You know, I'll watch the Shang-Chi bus scene. I love that scene. I mm-hmm. think it's really cool. Um, mm-hmm. But there's in most of these, it's like I'm not really gonna revisit most of them unless it's Spider-Man: No Way Home. Where I'll watch it for the fiftieth time. Because, man, I yeah, this much. is going to be, you're not going to like my grading on this one. That's fine. No, it's, 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 it's a, they, they have the Marvels in a couple months to uh, prove us wrong or right. Um, yeah. Well, here on the podcast, we do the CBH grading scale that's very similar, pretty much the exact same thing as the CGC grading scale, one to 10, from poor to gem mint. Poor being the worst, obviously, and Jim Mint being a ten. I I gotta give this a, I gotta give this a five point five. Hmm. This is a fine negative to me. I I would go with like a seven. It's it's you know very fine to me. It's good. It's I mean it's really well made. It's got a lot of good stuff in it, but it's it just doesn't meet the heights of the previous Guardians movies to me. Well, the first one, um, I think it's better than two. Although probably when we do two, I'll rate it higher because it's, you know I haven't revisited that in a couple of years. Um, yeah, so I, I think it's good, not great. Okay. Well, good, not great. Yeah, that's pretty much. I mean, I'm gonna say it's it's you know if you like Guardians already, I'm sure I like Guardians, but I'm not a super fan. So maybe a super fan will get more out of it. I don't know. Who knows. Um, it's one of those things where but, they, <clears throat> excuse me, they took the, the the comic and made it more like the movie. I mean, if you ever read the comics yeah. before the movie, they're super dark and serious with just some goofy characters. Yeah. Um, okay, two things before we wrap this up. So one is the return of the Two-Face coin toss. Because we don't know what the next, we know what the next podcast is going to be, but not for comic book heroes. The next podcast is going to be a dork side uh, podcast about a different movie, but we don't know what the what the next CBH movie is going to be. So I'm going to pl- oh, you know what? We got to talk about Super Mario Brothers. Forgot. Yes, we do. Um, well, you can do this. Okay, part so still. let's see. yeah, let's do the let's do the coin toss and um, you call it. heads. It's heads. Okay, cool. You get to pick the next one. Yes, I'll pick something. Um, 
Okay, great. So before we go, okay, this is our first time doing a backup. Almost forgot about that. So the backup today is Super Mario Brothers, also featuring the voice of Chris Pratt. We've got Charlie Day. Is that his name? Yep. Anya Taylor-Joy, Jack Black, and... Yeah, Jack Black, to me, the MVP of the, sh- of the, of the whole movie. Okay, so, Super Mario Brothers, <laughs> you, you're not a big gamer, but you've owned video game consoles in the past. What Nintendo consoles have you owned? Um, I've had a Wii. I've got a Switch right now. Um, I had a Super, I had a Super Nintendo. I had a Nintendo 64. I had a PlayStation 4, PlayStation 2, uh, Xbox 360, Xbox One, Atari 2600, because I'm old as fuck um so i I mean i've had a bunch i it's not that i don't like video games it's that i'm terrible at video games and i put them on like super easy so um when you did when you would buy a console was it specifically to play superhero based games um in most cases yes i mean i I got the wii because you kind of peer pressured me into it and i really the wii is great um but Mm -hmm. i got the wii because of you um I so I want to tell the story real fast because okay. I drove back to my hometown the evening before the Wii launched and I stood in line and I was living about an hour and a half away. So I stayed up all night, I got my system, and I'm driving back early in the morning, no sleep. I'm starting to doze off, man, on the road. <laughs> and you happen to be around the midway point between my hometown where I was where I was living at that point. And I was just like, man, I gotta, I gotta come over and, and crash for a little while. So you were gracious. You were saying, you were like, yeah, man, just come and and I took, I took a nap on the couch for a little bit, and I woke up and I was like, let's just do it, right? So we plugged it in, and you and I just made ourselves physically sick the next day, playing bowling and baseball, and we were just like all over that thing. My God, I, lo- I mean, between bowling and baseball, I love those too. I mean, it's it. I know, I know. You and I had had like a home run derbies many, many nights to the point where oh, we were yeah. sore. Oh, and bowling, I mean, my, awesome. yeah. Oh, uh, there's or, or I forget what some, some of those those baseball uh, ones were just awesome. Totally. Yeah, and, but you've but never been a boxing. big Mario guy. Oh yeah, it, it's it's because. I've 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 had Mario games. I've played them. Uh, my wife is way better at them than I am. She loves Mario and and all that. The Switch is basically hers because I I'm just my coordination is just garbage. Um, so if there's a is if anyone's gonna be playing um, a Mario game, it's gonna be my wife, not um, not me. I just, I'm just too so bad. coming into the movie, you don't have anything. You're not bringing any baggage with you. You're just like, I want to see a good movie. That's it. Yeah. Okay. And how did you feel about it watching it as a not super fan with no baggage? I want to see a good movie. Did it appeal to you? Um. Yes. It's it's a it's an entertaining movie. It's it's a lot of fun. Um. But I and again, Jack Black definitely was the MVP of the movie. Um. Yeah. But. There, to me, story-wise, there's like no point to have Mario and Luigi in that movie. They, they, you, they made Princess Peach so capable and so awesome that they do not need, need the, the. They don't need Mario. I mean, Luigi's barely in it. Uh, yeah, but but you don't need Mario at all 
especially since like they they have that whole training montage of Mario doing like a, a the doing the, the obstacle course when Peach mm-hmm. does it in one try and and is awesome. So why isn't she the one? Why does she need Mario at all? They do make her pretty much the hero of the movie. Yeah, and yeah, but... she's. I mean, the only reason Mario's in there is because. They it's get the sucked into that yeah. world, and then Luigi gets kidnapped. So now she pretty much is just helping him save. They they totally took it and didn't make it a Mario saves the princess. It's princess helps Mario save his brother, right? Which and, I like. and again, I I felt Luigi got. I mean, why are you gonna have Charlie Day as Luigi and not really do anything with him? Yeah, there were some fun Luigi's Mansion moments in there and it does feel very much like okay the next one's going to be really a super mario brothers movie this one felt like it was first of all razor thin plot (laughs) almost nothing and i thought it was a tight 90 minutes i thought that it looked really beautiful the animation was really impressive to me um lots of easter eggs but it did feel like it was kind of just more of a like an introduction and a prequel to the next one. It didn't feel like it was really, it felt like it was intentionally sort of generic so that everyone could just not think too hard or need to think very much and get something out of it, which by the amount of money that it made, I think, I think worked. Second highest uh, grossing movie this year. Yeah. Beating right behind that, Barbie. That, that, that Barbie. I know. And that movie's yeah. still making money. I want to see that too. Um, that looks awesome. Uh, I love the 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 all the Easter egg references. Of course, I love that shit. But specifically, the music Easter egg references was what really got me going through the movie. Best scene by far, in my opinion, was the Mario Kart scene. Which I mean, come on, man, you gotta love the Mario Kart scene. Well, yeah, I, I have played many. I mean, I've played many Mario Kart with you. But I've played Mario Kart many times, so that that part, you know, seemed a lot of fun. Um, but and I I played a lot of Donkey Kong Country back in the day, so it was nice to see those characters and everything. But oh, uh, see, just... this is why it's a backup. Yeah. <laughs> because it's, I, there's no way I we can to... talk about this movie for a whole hour. Well, you probably could talk about the movie for a I full can. hour. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. even then, it didn't like on this stuff. I could kind of like. I, I was able to pick out stuff and I, I figured you would like be able to like pick out everything, but it's, it's, it didn't seem like, you know, enough deep cuts, like for a super fan like you to like really truly love it. Like you love it, but you don't, it's, yeah. it's not the punch, the, the, the punch out pizza. And there's, there's a, a French restaurant that was kind of named after the, the ducks from duck. Hunt. There's all kinds of shit that, really rewards playing in slow motion and pausing it at home. One thing that I have to say that I'm very, very disappointed in though, is that towards the end of the run, the theatrical run, they did re-release it with um, Japanese because apparently uh, Japanese uh, uh, dubbing, because apparently um, Nintendo focused on the Japanese script. So some of the jokes are a little bit different in the Japanese version. And they, they adapted the screenplay to cater to a Japanese audience. So I was desperate for when the 4K came out. I was like, I can't wait to watch this movie with subtitles in, in Japanese. And 
they didn't put that on the disc and that doesn't exist yet and even though it got a theatrical release it's it doesn't exist on uh, at home which is really like blowing me out man that seems like a very big missed opportunity i feel like maybe they'll they'll do a double dip maybe i don't know oh yeah if there's nothing to be made nintendo or disney or all these these companies they will do it i'm still waiting for my uh, no way home extended disc though Oh yeah. Well, I mean, Disney finally is just pulling their head out of their ass and getting the the Mandalorian, the first two seasons on on Blu-ray that you you sent me that link to, and WandaVision and Loki, which is weird because they skipped over like two other series. It's kind of telling that they're releasing the first two seasons of Mandalorian and not the third one. Uh, I think third, you know, they'll probably do three and four at the same time when they ever decide to do four again. Mm-hmm. Well. Super Mario Brothers, the movie, I loved it. I thought it was great. I think that it um, definitely sets up, it sets up a better movie, in my opinion. Yeah. I, it, it did seem kind of like a, like you said, a prequel type of situation. Yeah. Um, okay, that is our first stab at a backup. So not only do you have to pick a movie for our next podcast, but we have to pick a, we have to pick a backup to go with it as well. Oh, I know the movie, but... Um... Yeah, okay. We can uh, we can discuss the backup. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it would be fun if they if they if they were related in some way. Yeah. Okay. Come up it doesn't have to. Yeah. All right. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. This has been another episode of Couple of Heroes Podcast, and we will see you next time. Love you. Bye bye. <laughs>